0: Welcome back to another episode of the Hudson Havoc podcast here at Locust Street Studio. My name is Brian Mose, joined as always by Hudson Havoc head coach Brett Wall. Coach,
1: how are you doing tonight? I'm doing wonderful, Brian. How are you?
0: Doing good. Uh, Good to see a couple of wins this past week for the Hudson Havoc to start off the month of February, picking up a 5-0 victory against the Minnesota Mullets.
1: Uh, A bit of a different start time. I think it was 8.30 uh, out in uh, Augsburg. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it was a little bit later, but I told the guys, like, we're we're on a college campus. like good little atmosphere. The rink was really cool and awesome, and to know that, um, it's a place where a team in the Mayak Conference, which is an NCAA Division III school, is competing. Um, you know, there's opportunity for potential eyes to be on you, so I think guys were excited for that and really answered to the challenge and kind of stepped uh, stepped up when we needed to. And I was really happy with the effort there. I thought what we were really kind of uh, fortunate to have was all 21 guys going. Like, we, there was no one that was kind of along for the ride. We were able to roll four lines and play all 7-D, which was fantastic. Um, and just kind of really get everyone in the mix, knowing we had another game with the back-to-back there. I was playing on Friday. Um, so it was really good knowing we could get everyone in there. Something was extremely exciting. I know we talked about it, and I, I don't want to steal this from you, but I'll kind of piggyback uh, from what we talked about off-air. But J.T. Hosat got in yep. his first game, which was amazing. Um, the guy's absolutely been working his butt off all year and really, really come a long way as a person and a player and um, has deserved that opportunity and um, you know, really kind of stepped up. He got his first junior point, yep. so we're super excited for him.
0: Yeah, I mean, next man up, whenever your number's called, you got to be ready and uh, really happy to see J.T. get out there.
1: Well, I mean that, that's what you got that we kind of stress here and that's what you got to think about like w- when you're here there is no one along for the free ride and there's um, no one kind of riding anyone's coattails like my expectation for everyone is to do work and um, he's done that and deserved that right to kind of get in there and obviously reward for it with a point and some hard work so it was fantastic to see
0: and you mentioned the game on Friday which was against the steel County blades I want to get to that here soon but one thing that kind of speaks to me and this is obviously just looking at the game on paper there's a lot more to watching it too but when you look you know, at a five-zero game, that tells me more of a complete game. I mean, I know it might be different as a coach, but uh, to have a win like that against a team that positioned right now you could potentially face in the playoffs in the first round, I think that's a huge win to pick up, uh, what really looked like a complete game from the score sheet.
1: Yeah, I. It, you know, it was a five-zero game, but it never really felt like that. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was always competitive. It was always kind of hard work. I feel like we, we worked hard for our goals. I didn't feel like they kind of came one right after another or anything like that. I feel like they're kind of spread out throughout the game. Um, Guys just kept kind of chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. One thing with the Mullets uh, is, you know, Coach Walby over there absolutely has these guys playing for him, Mm -hmm. Um, and he's a player's coach, and these guys will do anything, block shots, um, you know, do what they need to do. You know, they'll they'll get pucks deep, they'll take hits, uh, they'll battle that front, and they do a really good job at it, and, uh, you know, you find them beating really, really good teams on a consistent and kind of nightly basis Mm -hmm. um, throughout the course of the season. So a team you can't take lightly, so we're extremely happy with a 5-0 win, uh, knowing, like you kind of said, it was a full-team effort. Um, we were happy to see that a lot. Now,
0: um, I remember this from last year uh, when you guys played the mullets at Mariucci, and I believe that was an Olympic size rink, right?
1: Yeah, that was so awesome. I, I, one of my favorite things, kind of preparing for that, is um, we do some film, and, and guys came in for film, and they were kind of waiting to watch the mullets or watch themselves. And we actually watched the uh, Minnesota Badger or Minnesota and uh, Wisconsin Badger game yeah. um, at Mariucci on the Olympic size mm-hmm. ice, and kind of showed those guys like. So this is how these guys play on the big ice, and it was super cool to watch us kind of adjust and transition. I don't want to say we looked quite like those teams, <laughs> um, but we did have a, a really good result and some you know high success there. I think yeah. uh, Tyler Kulas ended up getting commitment out of that game. Mm-hmm. Um, he played extremely well. Oscar, obviously being from Finland, has kind of grew up on an international size ice. Um, so he really, really excelled. It was a ton of fun to yeah. watch, too.
0: Yeah, I always uh, enjoyed looking back on that game, and it was fun to just take the road trip out to Mariucci. I think it was a good time. I think that was an individual uh, car drive. I think I actually rode with Tyler. now that I think of it.
1: <laughs> yeah, Oh, it was, it was awesome. I mean, we got there, and Michigan State and the, yep. and the Gophers were doing their pregame uh, – well, I guess not pregame. I guess it was their Thursday skate. Yeah, practice. Uh, cause we had a Thursday game. There's kind of their last practice and preparation for their game weekend. Um, so that was awesome. I mean, mm-hmm. what, what a night <laughs> And, uh, is Augsburg also an olympic size rink? No, nope, normal regulation size yeah. rink, but awesome little venue Um, right next to it is, like, the, the soccer and football field and everything oh, nice. You kind of walk in the back entrance Um, you got, like, a little hallway and tunnel area you go through and, and then you're all of a sudden attached to the back of the bench So, um, really cool, awesome place to be Uh, really, really comfortable for a visiting team Which, uh, is not always the case everywhere <laughs> So, you gotta respect and be happy about that um, but honestly amenities are amazing and just first class facility
0: oh that's that's great to pick up experience at a college campus like that and now shifting over to the Friday game against the Blades a 3-2 victory yep. uh, which was 2-2 in the third period Drake Barnish scored a goal to take the uh, 3-2 lead I think it was halfway through the third or about that point which ended up being kind of the game when did goal, Drake score
1: or did Eisenstar score? I saw Eisenstar celebrating. I thought celebrating. it was Drake.
0: <laughs> I thought it was Drake. It was Drake. Where we <laughs> okay. just give
1: Izzy a hard time. Uh, <laughs> I, I, Izzy shot the puck and didn't know if it went off Drake or not. And he celebrated, so we give him a hard time. I know he's going to be listening to this, so um, he's one of those guys that can take a pretty good razz and uh, from time to time, but also give it back. So I know he'll give me some crap for saying this. like c- I couldn't resist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Drake did a great job, and, and honestly, uh, Evan came down and, and t- got a shot on net, and yeah. Drake was fortunate to tip it. And, you know, you think about that as for a defenseman, you're asking D to be in front and, and, you know, in our end, and all of a sudden get your butt up ice and produce from the blue line. Uh Uh, I I can't have anyone scoring goals 200 feet away, and Izzy did a great job getting up ice, found a loose puck, uh, got the puck on net, and then obviously Drake Barnish, being a big body that really excels in front of the net, did a good job having a screen and a tip there. So, I mean, it's just kind of really simple hockey that was executed properly and, you know, detailed hockey from them and was happy to see them both get rewarded again. Yeah,
0: And that was uh, back in uh, Owatonna, right? Yep. Yeah, that's good to see the blades uh, playing back at the rink that they usually play at uh, I know it can be a little bit you know tougher for some of the teams in a volatile season like that um, but this steel county blades team and we've mentioned it before uh, you know when talking about them in past games they were up here not too long ago a team that's much improved from last year and uh, is a pretty good team to face up against um and a, I think a three-2 victory kind of you know shows that and it, it gave the havoc or at least in my opinion, you know, it, it took a full team effort just like we talked about with the Mullets game. Uh, I think it was a good week for the boys.
1: Yeah, uh, Steele County played really well. Um, we came out and got got up 2-0 and they battled back and uh, honestly kind of had us on the ropes and wires there. I know we had a few opportunities there late in the game to kind of seal the deal with an empty net. We didn't quite get that opportunity. We went six on five. Um, had some huge block shots from, uh, Caleb Dusick. had an unbelievable block shot from Evan Mitchell. Uh, if you go back and watch the game tape, once that horn goes, he kind of <laughs> drops to his knees. I thought he was dead, but, um, it was awesome, you know, to see your leadership kind of stepping up like that and jumping in front of shots late in the season. Um, you know, Evan Mitchell's a guy with commitment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Caleb Dusick is a guy with multiple offers, just kind of waiting to make a decision. Um, you know, these are guys that could easily just kind of pack it in and say, Hey, I'm, I'm not really playing for this anymore. Um, but two guys that kind of lay their body on the line and we come out victorious Um, And one thing I thought, too, I I thought Cam played really well and looked really, really good. Um, What I really liked with him was he played the puck, I thought, really well that game. Um, And not necessarily moving the puck up ice or anything like that, but just pulling the puck off the wall for the D and helping the breakout kind of get going uh, made things extremely easy. I know when I was playing defense, if you have a goalie, pick that puck up there and place it for you Mm -hmm. um the breakout is so much more smoother and obviously forwards i always appreciate that because they're always telling d like move the puck move (laughs) the puck um doesn't matter what level you're at you're going to hear that d so just get used to it um but to know that you can come back there and have a clean breakout it helps tremendously so i was really really happy with that
0: yeah and it feels like we talk about it either every episode or every other episode i mean it's really great to have uh a full kind of complement of three guys there in net uh, on your roster for goalies, uh, Kenny Cam and Blake have been really stellar this season.
1: Extremely, um, and that's day in and day out. These guys work their butts off and are our team guys and kind of and, and push each other. What I really like is. Um, when all those guys are in net, everyone feels comfortable back there, and it's not like we've got one guy that um, you know is rising to the top or anything like that. Like it's a battle every single day, and mm-hmm. they really take a lot of pride in pushing each other, and, and that's truly one of those things that you don't get everywhere. Sometimes you got places where guys are like, hey, I'm just gonna pack it in. I'm I'm this guy. I'm that guy, and just kind of gonna see how the season goes. Mm-hmm. These guys are going to competing their butts off every day, and it's truly fun. What kind of frustrates me is a little bit. Um, is we doing these like pita to pit shootouts on Thursdays. and I'm struggling to score on some of them. <laughs> I this late in the season. I'm kind of out of moves. Uh, so if one of them is listening and would let me score, I'd be extremely <laughs> appreciative. Um, but honestly, you three just keep the great work. And obviously Ryan Davis is kicking the butt. Um, day in and day out with every, everything he's doing with the work and his preparation.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned uh, college commits and you mentioned the Peter Pitt shootout. Congrats to Ryan Hoover on winning that today. Yeah, he and... did. He
1: had a forehand backhand <laughs> again. I can't believe he uh, scored. <laughs>
0: um, and you mentioned guys uh, like Caleb Dusek who are workers and have multiple offers, but it's not just that right now. The Hudson Havoc program now three commitments on the season, that being Dylan Marty to Framingham State, Spencer, Spencer Linton Smith joining him not too long after, also going to Framingham State, uh where guys like Caleb Kinski hail from and uh just not too long ago I don't know how recent it was but uh Ryan Hoover committing to Adrian uh Spencer Linton Smith and Ryan Hoover being guys that we've both had the podcast on the podcast here recently really really proud of all three of them for how hard they've worked um and obviously they've been at different stages uh Spencer Linton Smith with two years Dylan Marty with four Hoover this is his first year on the Havoc and. I think no matter, you know, how long the stint has been, I think it's really been impressive to see the progress that they've made uh, throughout season to season or throughout the course of the season as, uh, you know, just really proud of them. Uh, And I'm happy that they've not only kept up the good work, uh, but, you know, kind of continued. I mean, I could bring up, you know, specific examples. (laughs) <laughs>
1: Sorry, guys. There, I <laughs> tried to uh, talk my way out of that uh, one. <laughs> you, you were doing awesome. I actually pulled my microphone out of there, so I apologize. Um, but no, honestly, you, you you said it right. Like, just guys have worked their butts off. I mean, Dylan Marty is a guy that um, truly, like, at the end of the day, has built this program. I mean, yeah. he is a guy that has truly seen the valley and has truly seen the mountaintop, and he's a mm-hmm. guy that has helped carry us there. Um, and, and then you go and you look, and you've got Spencer Linton Smith who. Like, honestly, I, I can't, I don't even know what to say. Truly. <laughs> I can't say enough great things about who he is as a person, and it, it cracks me up. The person that he was a year ago today, um, right now, is kind of when he really, I think, kind of found himself in that mm-hmm. role where he kind of identified who he was as a player and who he was going to be as a person and how to prepare, and really it all kind of came together for. And to see that he put in a whole year of hard work between the summer and the season, and we still got a lot left here, but. Um, To be rewarded for that and to be an NCAA athlete and something he's kind of worked for and dreamed towards every day, um, I can't say just enough amazing and congrats to him. I'm so happy and proud of him. Um, and then Ryan Hoover, honestly, like one of the coolest, one of the <laughs> best, um, and an amazing opportunity. And one thing I think that's really cool about Ryan going to Adrian – um, this is an opportunity for him. He's got an amazing family, an amazing support system back home. And finally, he's a little bit closer to home. I think it's like three and a half hours from where me and him grew up. Um, so knowing that mom and dad are gonna be able to round around all the time, be able to watch hockey games, and be able to commute and kind of be around for that experience. Mm-hmm. Um, they all deserve that. And to know he's gonna get an unbelievable education at Adrian. Um, he's so blessed and we're so lucky to have him here and we're gonna miss them all, that's for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, Adrian's a great uh, university and you know, Framingham State is kind of building a pipeline Uh, with the Havoc uh, another great institution that we're happy to have guys you know move on to Um, and and I'm sure you would agree with this I mean it's really important to build up those kind of pipelines I mean then you've got kind of coaches you know maybe not on speed dial but they're always kind of like in your head and you know guys can kind of measure themselves on where they can be because one of the main goals of this program is to move guys on up
1: i mean that that is the goal of the program and we know that we want to be amazing in the community and we kind of talked about it here with uh, our producer john before but yeah being amazing in the community and then college commitments is is the, the priorities number one a and one b for sure um it's just it's been a lot of fun to work with these guys and to kind of see these things come up and be given to them i mean uh i, I don't want to say that it's a pipeline by any means with any of these colleges um truly what it is is we kind of preach and say like guys their eyes on you at all times yeah. and if you're a guy that you know plays well one day it may lead to not something maybe tomorrow but maybe the next year um and perfect example of that is like when Ben Lamb was being recruited to Chatham mm. um he had an unbelievable game against the River Kings in the weekend but Evan Mitchell had a ridiculous highlight real goal um and then all of a sudden next thing you know Chatham's calling Evan in the summer wanting to get him on campus and then by Christmas time the next year Um, He's committed and he's on campus and you know ready to go for next year. So it's super cool to see and then you have guys that go out there like um, For example, you got Kyle and uh, Kulas out at Mm -hmm. Newman and you got multiple guys getting campus visits there Uh, You got the Bulldog who has been honestly truly one of the best um, For us as far as just saying hey, this is what our program leads on has kind of built a relationship with Coach Bailey and has kind of said, hey, these guys will work well for us and the, these guys maybe uh, you know, would be better elsewhere. And, and he's really been very blunt and very honest. And knowing that Coach Bailey is familiar with our roster because he's mm-hmm. recruited a guy like Caleb and seen some of these guys prior... Um, It's just really kind of cool to know those guys are going to be together, but to see that everyone's hard work is really being rewarded. Like that's the most fun part for me as a coach and obviously as an organization, our owners, that's what they're looking for. Um, It's not necessarily about wins or losses or championships or anything like that. At the end of the day, can these kids move on and be collegiate athletes? And then after that, can they be, you know, employable adults and good citizens? And I think that, you know, we're teaching that here in Hudson and the community allows us to do that and helps us do that.
0: And a couple things off that too. I believe that's is that now eleven college commitments for the program as it stands.
1: That's eleven NCAA commitments. I believe that's fourteen or fifteen commitments overall. Okay. Um, at the collegiate level, so nice. between um, NCAA Division three and ACHA.
0: Nice. And then uh, another thing, too, with Kinski, I believe he won an academic award recently.
1: He did. Uh, in the books. Super proud of him. Um, actually, it cracked me up the other day. He uh, he hopped on the bus with us and went to the game, and I looked up in the stands during warm-ups, and he was on the computer, and I wanted to send him a message <laughs> and just be like, nerd. Um, or send him the emoji with like the glasses and, yeah. the, and the weird teeth. Um, but super proud of him. I mean, that's something that goes beyond hockey. I mean, that that translates later to life, no matter yeah. which way you look at it. Um, everyone's got to go to school. Everyone's got to hit the books and to know that you're going to be one of those people that's going to be the best at that. Um, I'm just so excited to see what his future holds for him.
0: And we'll talk about this more later on in the podcast, uh, but a huge stint of games coming up here, six games in eight days. Then you got three down the road. And I think the next five or so after that, if I remember incorrectly, uh, this is the real like hall of the season right now, especially during a, a season like this one
1: it's uh yeah we've got a grind here and and i'm super excited for it and that's what's gonna be so much fun is like everyone says we want to play games we want to play games we want to play hockey like well here's our opportunity and we're gonna get an opportunity to kind of play like a pro-like schedule where you play a few in a row a day off and kind of a break and then you get back at it, you make your corrections and keep rolling so it's gonna be a lot of fun and i think our guys are really gonna step up it's gonna help us make this push and prepare us for this playoff run here
0: i was just gonna say it's great preparation for the playoffs i mean
1: you gotta play games important intense hockey right away
0: yep Uh, uh Anything else that you want to hit on here before uh, we keep moving forward?
1: Uh, I just want to thank the guys over at Pathway Preclinical Services uh, for sponsoring us here. Um, guys. The guys over at Pathway have three licensed and asserted veterinarians on staff, uh, including a board-certified veterinarian pathologist and world-class surgeon and interventionalist. Together, they offer a personalized experience helping clients design the most translatable study to meet their research and regulatory needs. Pathway has the expertise and know-how to help clients advance their technology or therapy to the medical marketplace. Great read there, Coach. <laughs> Thank you. Do you notice my swag, too? Yeah. I actually, I hooked up. I wore the Pathway hat. Um, the guys over at Pathway gave me some merch, and it's actually nice. quite comfortable and uh, pretty stylish, so extremely happy to wear it around town.
0: Oh, that's great. Uh, so we're going to move into do a uh, next bit here soon. Coach, you want to preview that? We are.
1: Um, this is going to be extremely exciting. We get to kind of switch, uh, sw- switch spots here. I'm going to be interviewing Brian, um, so our, our player spotlight profile is going to be Brian um our play-by-play here brian mose is an unbelievable job at doing everything kind of uh, media where there's a voice needed um he's our color guy for the hockey tv he's the host of our podcast and honestly the probably one of our biggest fans and best supporters um and someone i'm extremely proud and happy to call my friend
0: thank you so much for the kind words coach we'll keep moving on here with You're the hudson my guy Havoc. you know that <laughs> thank you we'll keep moving on with the hudson avic podcast here at Locust street studio uh coming up here soon stay tuned Check out the upcoming home games for the Hudson Havoc at historic Gornick Arena and Drewski Arena on Saturday, February 13th and Tuesday, February 16th. Puck drop at 7pm and noon as they face off against the Minnesota Blue Ox and Steel County Blades. Tickets are $12 at the gate and kids 10 and under get in for free.
1: What's the equivalent in Wisconsin to peanut butter and jelly? Well hockey and beer of course. Make sure to check out the Hop and Barrel Warming House at every Hudson Havoc home game located above Gornick Arena. Hey guys, welcome back. We have the player profile presented by Pathway Preclinical Services. Tonight for you guys, we have an ultra special guest. (laughs) Um, We're kind of switching places. A voice you guys have heard. Um, I'm extremely excited to present this guy. This guy talks about your kids, this guy talks about our players, our community, our sponsors, our billets, um, praises every one of them, our highs, our lows, and always seems a way to make it sound amazing on hockey TV. Um, We have Brian Mose, the voice of the Hudson Havoc and the host of the Hudson Havoc podcast. Um, and Jack of all trades up there. I know he helps out help me, me tremendously with the camera, um, some of the internet stuff and all the other <laughs> things. So, um, a guy that truly knows the, that, I guess that area yeah. inside now. So we're extremely excited to have you.
0: Oh, thank you so much, Coach. I'm really happy. This is uh, definitely a lot different than our past episodes, but I'm excited.
1: This is honestly one that uh, we've kind of talked about uh, yeah. and tossed around a little bit uh, secretly behind your back. I hope that's okay. <laughs> no, that's fine. Um, but this is a huge opportunity. I mean, we can't speak highly enough of what you do for the program and what you mean, um, and I'm, and I'm, I'm certain Uh, that there's fans at home that want to get to know a little bit more about you um, because they hear you talk about their kids and other things so much. Um, They want to get to know who you are a little bit. So that's my first question, Brian. Tell us a little bit. Who are you?
0: Well, my name is Brian Mose. I am a senior at Hudson High School, uh, just about ready to get done with the second semester here. Uh, Hopefully I don't slide or anything like that, but I've been trying to keep my grades up and everything like that. Uh, I've been doing broadcasting now, gosh, two years, two and a half, it, it's it's felt a lot longer than it actually is uh i got started with soccer around here i always loved doing soccer that's was with uh my german teacher actually i got to do some broadcast with him and then uh i got in contact with guys at the river channel and my producer john Wecken. trying to remember actually how it started if I don't, I don't know if you remember john uh but i'm trying to remember i think that was mainly football bas mainly basketball which is what i'm doing with him now uh and then uh later on i guess if we're you know kind of sticking with the havoc here uh kind of got lucky i would say not to say that that's a bad thing but uh, i got referred to by uh, ken conan who does play-by-play for hudson hockey he talked with you uh, and he referred me to you and i've been grateful for that opportunity ever since so this is now my second
1: year doing hudson havoc hockey and you're absolutely killing it <laughs> well then let me ask you this and like like how did you get here like you got to the havoc and you know you, you talked about prior with you know some of the other sports you did but yeah h- how did you get to want to do this like the the two years you've been even for two years now how, to what what was life like before that like what what were you wanting to do Was this something that was always a dream a goal is something you hear or, like just heard about um how did you get there uh this is always
0: i mean dream would probably be the right word for it i mean i remember playing uh, sports for a while i used to be an offensive lineman on a lot of football teams i didn't know that <laughs> played played some freshman basketball uh i think that whole season i played maybe five minutes the what what was season. your position oh gosh we we ran a little bit of a positionless system uh i'd usually run the four or the five i think uh, okay and you know i wasn't i wasn't great at it uh it was fine it was a good experience got to meet. i actually met one of my best friends uh maybe i'd call him a best friend right now uh uh, on that basketball team so I was happy for the experiences I had there uh, but man it was middle school me uh, it was a bit of a ride but I guess pulling back further I used to mute the TV when I was a lot younger um, and I think I think uh, and I don't know if uh, the Dove family is listening at home but I think my mom told Harvey's mom about this uh, <laughs> so maybe some people at home are familiar with it but I'd used to mute the TV when I was around six get dressed up put up a little TV tray I just call games um, you know, in the little nasally kind of six-year-old voice uh, <laughs> that almost every kid has. um, And this was something that I was always, you know, either interested in or, you know, always had in the back of my mind. Um, And it was crazy, the fact that I even got the chance to act upon it when I was in high school. Um, And I always thought about it. I always practiced it. I remember calling, uh, I think the one that I remember the most, I used to call... Uh, NBA playoffs or something like that I used to like try and do that by myself or do it in front of my family and I remember people being impressed that I'd even know names so the bar was pretty low for me back then Uh, and I'm just happy that I'm doing it right now Uh, you know kind of got in the right place at the right time but I've always thought about doing this Uh, and then after I stopped playing sports it kind of became more of a forefront more of just uh, you know like oh I want to do this even after sitting on it after a year and my mom and grandma always t- telling me hey you gotta ask somebody like you gotta just go to somebody and ask if they need help and I ended up rolling the dice and it wasn't snake eyes I guess.
1: Well I- I'll tell you what and honestly thanks to your mom and dad and for everything <laughs> and allowing us to kind of take you everywhere. Oh yeah. Um I-, I can't imagine what their thoughts were. You're like hey I'm hopping on a bus and we're literally going across the country with these people <laughs> and your mom was just kind of like. Okay, like what do I need to what I need to give him? What I need to bring? I like, just get him there. Make sure he's got this clothes, and we'll yeah. handle the rest. And honestly, like it, it's so cool. One thing I think that is awesome about you is uh, you're always around the guys, and like you're always asking questions, and you're just kind of in the mix. And what what I think that makes it so cool is that you're able to really give like a, a real story, yeah. um, to people. Like I, I feel like when you're doing your call, it's not it's not a play by play. It's not a call. Like it's truly kind of a look into what's going on with the team as far as like a true i guess like a representation like you're right there and in the mix and know. and i think it's really cool like i've told you multiple times like honestly some of my favorite times well i love winning the games but i love going home after and having some wine and some pizza and watching the game and and kind of clipping the film for tomorrow's film but also to listen you make the call it's so much fun and i have said i i learned things about my players i didn't even know because (laughs) listening to you like so i can't thank you enough for that like uh, you've been amazing with that yeah. um so some of these other sports you know like you have kind of transitioning to so hockey you do and everyone's heard you do hockey yeah um you've talked about basketball a few times you've mentioned soccer yeah. um what what do you say is kind of uh, your secondary sport you'd say if you had to make a choice right now obviously i'm, I'm going to speak for you and say hockey's one yeah. um, i'm winking at you obviously doesn't yeah. have to be but um if you weren't doing things with the havoc what would you say would be your second dream job there
0: gosh, I'd probably still be running with the basketball team right now. Uh, And that's a testament to the great program that uh, head coach John Dornfeld and head coach Jessica Vadnais do uh, at the Hudson High School. But, I mean, the one thing, too, about hockey being my number one, and I would agree with you on that. I mean, this is my favorite job to do. But um, if you would have told me that I would ever be commentating hockey in my life, I would have thought you were lying. I mean, I didn't play hockey when I was younger. My dad was a goalie, so that was kind of my only connection to it. But, man, I I think I'd be running with basketball
1: right now if I wasn't doing stuff for the Havoc. Love that. Well, honestly, what I think is so cool, too, with you is, like, man, like, before the games, I feel like I almost get, like, a mini, like, prep on what players are going, what goalies are going for them, what guys have been looking good. Like, I'm wondering if when you leave here if you're going to be a pregame scout guy (laughs) or not for us. Um, Hopefully we can still have you on board with that. Um, So that's cool to hear that you do basketball and stuff. I always love that stuff during hockey, too. And something I think that me and you both kind of share is I, I too – well, you said you weren't very good at basketball. I never played. I knew I was atrocious. I, I have a hard time walking and chewing gum at the same time, let oh, alone man. driving a ball and shooting. But I think we share a passion for basketball. I thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. You mentioned like Coach Wall is reading 11 rings with with Phil yeah. Jackson there and that. And um, I love hearing about like, the, the Timberwolves and all the kind of stuff that's going on with the draft. Who's your NBA team? Definitely the Timberwolves. Okay. Uh,
0: I mean, I the one team that I gravitated actually first, and this was a bit of my fan arc in general. Uh, like I picked up the Charlotte Hornets when I first started watching basketball because they were the youngest team. Like I like the watching them team. right now, and the Hornets are fun with Lamella Ball, but they weren't fun when I first started watching them. Actually, the first season they went to the playoffs. Now that I think of it, that was that weird, like forty-eight and 34 team. There were four teams in the East with the same record, and yep. they got like all seated weird. Um, but after that, I mean. It was mainly, I think, like Al Jefferson retired and it was just Kemba (laughs) carrying the team around and everything like that. So I gravitated towards the Timberwolves, did the same thing with the Twins and the Vikings. Uh, I'm sure my producer, John, doesn't appreciate the fact that I'm a Vikings fan, him being a big Packers guy. Uh, But, you know, gravitating towards Minnesota teams and stuff like that. um, I, I love, you know, being a Timberwolves fan. Sometimes the games can be a little bit tough to watch, but I mean... Watching a young team, it's always like that. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, basketball is really fun. Uh, I would think that probably my – I think college is probably more of a favorite of mine. And that's one of the reasons why – Who's your college team? College team? Man, Uh, it depends on the year. Like, I like to look at guys. So one of the things that I like to do is I like to look at draft cycles. Okay. So that's how I get attached to college because you watch these prospects and you kind of get involved with everything. It's a little bit different this year. I think the G League and Nike team is doing a thing right now. So there's some top guys in there right now. But, like, I'll be watching, like, Jalen Suggs on Gonzaga right now. Like, just guys like that. And uh, with the Timberwolves being as bad as they are, I'm definitely watching
1: prospects right now. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Honestly, I love I Literally, I just told you guys. Like, he comes in with the pre-scout game of who's doing what and where guys are at. I'm telling you, if you want to watch hockey, there may be a future for you and something like that. Oh, man. Uh, you, it seems like you know so much and you've learned so much so quick. Well, then, like, what, what what's next for you? I know we've kind of, uh, yeah. uh, unfortunately, I hate this. Uh, you're going to be one of these guys that are aging out for us. Um, we're happy you're getting a, a high school degree and you're going on to college. But what's next? What's next is uh, St. Cloud State.
0: Uh, I watch a lot of their, or I have been watching a lot of their hockey games ever since I got admitted there. Okay. Uh, got some more paperwork to work out, but I'm accepted there, so that's cool um i don't know if i got in the early decision window or something but i got the response back quick so it's been really fun to just kind of not have to worry about it i guess as much i mean i knew that i definitely had qualifications to get in there and it's a great program for broadcasting over there it's one of the best okay smaller schools to go to i mean a lot of the other options are way out east so it's really convenient for me to just kind of go two hours northwest and just kind of stay in the same spot um but yeah saint cloud state is next hopefully get involved uh, I definitely want to get involved with their basketball program because one of the guys on the Hudson squad, Luke Healy, uh, both John and I know he's committed to the University of Sioux Falls. Oh, And awesome. they play in the same conference. So that'd be fun. Want to get involved with their hockey team. They've got some young guys on there right now that I'm really excited to watch. Um, and then maybe take a swing at maybe the null team up there. I don't know. We'll see if that's in the
1: cards. Hey, I honestly, I think that, I think it'd be amazing. And obviously we've got uh, a little bit of a pipeline there with Charlie Skinner being there. And then there's Mm -hmm. two Hudson guys there and Jordan Halverson and Peyton Hanson as well. Um, so man, that, that honestly, you're one of these guys, I'm telling you, you you speak it into existence. You do the way you do and and the keep doing the things you're doing and gosh, you're going to have a huge future. Um, and kind of speaking of that, you know, St. Cloud and with uh, your schooling and everything, I feel like I'm asking you like things I ask recruits here. Um, but, you know, if everything goes well at school and stuff, like where do you see yourself going with this? Uh, you know, how far do you see this taking you?
0: Man, uh, I think the ultimate goal uh, would be to be the voice of some sort of professional college team. I okay. Think that'd be a really great time. Um, and, you know, I've always thought about. You know, obviously, like a huge dream is to be like a national guy or whatever. But I mean, you know, being a part of a team, at least uh, in my experience for two years, um, has been a great experience. I mean, you get to be with you get to be with guys. You get to have that uh, that kind of relationship that you wouldn't get if you were a national guy. I mean, I'm not with the havoc players every day, but I get to talk with them. I'm around the same age, maybe a little bit younger than some of the maybe some of the guys. Um, but being involved with the team is a really special bond, and it allows me, at least from my perspective, uh, and you mentioned it earlier, is to tell a better story, um, and that's a main part, kind of the production, the whole, the whole extra stuff that goes into the broadcast uh, along with it, um, and that's a huge part of that is you know being the voice of a team. Uh, so it would it would be cool to be involved. I want to kind of build some stuff up here in the Twin Cities, maybe if possible. Uh, we'll see how it goes. But the ultimate goal would to be would be uh, to be like the voice of a team, that'd be pretty
1: sweet, man. I, honestly, I'm telling you, we're gonna see you on TV one day. I oh, have no doubt. I about hope it. so. Or who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe we'll see you on a uh, famous podcast somewhere. Oh man! Uh, maybe this is the future door that you opened up you didn't even know about. So <laughs> that, we, we that never know there. But kind of leading into that, then, like uh, obviously we're doing this podcast here, and I I mean, I think it's pretty cool. We get quite a bit of views, and I think the players like it, and and everyone's kind of been on board. And uh, we've got some sponsorships that have jumped on and been fantastic. Uh, What about you? Like, if you're not listening to the Hudson Havoc podcast, are you listening to anything else? Oh, man. Um, This one is
0: definitely different. I don't know if you would expect a sports fan to listen to this podcast, and I don't listen to the episodes in full. Uh, but I love the, my brother, my brother and me podcast. So those are the McElroy brothers. Uh, Okay. They do a lot of, I don't know if comedy would be the right term, but, uh, they're like authors, they're creative, you know, kind of guys. Um, and the main premise of their podcast is just brothers, like having a good time answering Yahoo questions. And it's always a really <laughs> good time. Man, that could be awesome. Yeah. And maybe some of the questions aren't safe for this airwave. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I respect you, uh, looking out for our listeners. I appreciate it, <laughs> but it's always a good time. And I, and I feel like, a podcast, and this is obviously a different subject, but I, I want it to have that kind of feel where we're yeah. just having a good time. And I feel like we improved on that so far this season. I definitely want guys like Drake and Dylan back later on because I feel like we've made bigger steps in having a more cordial environment, you know, being nice with the guys, having a good time. Uh, you know, those those silly McElroy brothers kind of give me some inspiration when it comes to podcast, just to have like a
1: good time. Well, I feel like we leave every episode like, "Oh man, that was the best one." Yeah. <laughs> um, so hopefully we keep doing that. That means we're doing things the right way. Oh yeah, I um, and that's definitely a testament to you every week you come prepared ready to go with great questions. Um, I think the guys are always excited to see you just because they know you care. Yeah. Um, you're not just someone just kind of sitting here, you know, asking the same old questions. You yeah. really know who these guys are and you know how to kind of hit the right buttons and ask the right things to get the answers. that will be Um, really cool for them to have later in life and knowing that you know one day with this never really goes away they'll be (laughs) always able to listen to it and hear you and hear them Um, it's something that kind of lasts forever so i think it's awesome that you're a part of that and kind of give those guys that
0: well yeah thank you so much i mean it's one of the best parts about the job uh just the gratification from the guys uh and a lot of the job you know is fan service which i always love it's always cool to you know talk with people and you know give the best show possible but um to make the guys happy is probably the chief you know kind of uh reward from it uh, you know listening to guys kind of uh have a good time about it if i can sneak in stuff that the guys want me to say uh, sometimes it might be uh behind the backs of other players you know nothing too crazy or anything like that or yep. you know Izzy mentioned, you know, oh, get, you know, two-time player of the weekend or something like that. Uh, it cracks it, it's a good me up. Time. Or, like, I mean,
1: the Bulldog was the <laughs> yep. Viper Slayer. Yep. Um, you know, when Winrod was here, we heard Jiggy yep. and a few of the other names. Like, I remember <laughs> when he scored his first goal, Jiggy! <laughs> you were so pumped. <laughs> uh, man, you've had some awesome calls, though. I, I... I'll be honest with you, there's still days every once in a while I'll click on my computer and we kind of got that last uh, minute or so and your call for us heading to the national championship was incredible. Oh, I love um, that And one that still gives me chills and it was so much fun and we get to battle again tomorrow in the Drew to have you up there kind of back oh, so it'll be so much fun to defend that. Um, but man, you're just an awesome person you do it and you do a great job here. And so kind of stepping away from podcasting a little bit. I want people to get to know you just kind of away from yeah. just your voice and, and just being on TV and stuff. Well, what are you up to away from all this? Like what, what are some things you like to do? Tell us a little bit about you in that manner.
0: Wow. Um, uh, I really enjoy, uh, doing, I mean, I've already kind of talked about it. Just, you know, dissecting sports, I think is probably a really, uh, fun, fun job of mine at least. Okay. Uh, you know, not not like there's like a pay for it or anything like that, but it's just something that I do, kind of like a creative passion. Um, another thing that I like doing a lot is, uh, and this was really exciting. I don't know if you know about this, uh, but I like playing old college football video games, and those are coming back soon. I didn't I'm know really that you liked doing that. Uh, I play NCAA football 14. I must have so many hours (laughs) logged in on that game. What console do you play with that? I play with my old Xbox 360. Sometimes I'll plug it into my Xbox One, fooled into thinking it's like a TV thing, so you can kind of like switch onto (laughs) it. Um, But it's such a good time, Uh, and that's that's one thing too that kind of drew me to broadcasting anyway. And it always feels like I'm circling back to it, but um, you know, building teams, being a part of teams, uh, it's a really really fun job just to do through a screen uh and to have the opportunity to do it in person is just amazing so uh that's one of the things that i always really enjoy doing is you know i don't have as much free time as i used to uh but it's a good time to just kind of sit back and play video games either that or just kind of hang out with friends which is also different this year um but it's always a good time to you know uh be with others uh create bonds uh from guys that you know I wouldn't expect to be friends with. It's kind of funny. You go through high school and you kind of get different friend yeah. groups or different people involved with Absolutely. you. But I feel like I've got a group of sturdy, sturdy friends that, uh, that are, or a rock. I'm trying to think of the right word for it. Kind of rock solid, nice circle that I've got okay. heading into my senior year. Um, and then if it's not that
1: I'm just working on schoolwork. <laughs> honestly, it, it, it sounds like you you got yourself set up for success. And <laughs> what I think is so cool too is, is honestly like just being around you, your energy and your passion, like you can hear it. Um, you're like, oh, I hate to keep circling back to it, but <laughs> it's it's truly cool to see someone that is so passionate about that. And that's something we're trying to preach to our guys here and something yeah. we're trying to teach. Like, we want guys to move up. We want guys to move on. Um, this will be our first uh, time we've moved on a play-by-play and a podcast host. But um, at the end of the day, uh, you're going to be a guy with your picture on the wall. I hope you know that just along with the, right along with the guys that are committing to college. Oh, um, you're that important to the program and what you've done. You've been a pillar here for sure. Um, and then lastly, let's kind of talk about the most important people. You have an amazing mom and amazing dad that are always supporting you and, um, have literally allowed us to drag (laughs) you everywhere without any question, um, at all. And I know your dad has heard me say a few choice words at times (laughs) and always been kind of supportive, like get them coach. (laughs) Um, so just, just awesome people. Tell us about them and um, kind of what they mean to you and kind of how they helped you get here.
0: Well, I mean, they're the reason why I'm here uh, and that that stems back from not only my mom and dad, but uh, family like both my uh, both of my uh, grandparents, you know, on both sides of the family. uh, My dad's mom and dad and my mom's mom and dad Uh, it and that family structure is super important for me. Uh, You know, before I talk about anybody else, quick shout out to my younger sister. Uh, Always fun to be around, uh, even if she annoys me and I annoy her. It's cool to have like a sibling figure. Um, and one thing too, that I always commend my mom and dad for is, uh, the work that they put in for somebody that they didn't even know existed yet. Like when they were, when they were young adults, uh, my mom had to pay for college by herself, working three jobs. My dad worked, uh, very physical, uh, labor jobs. Um, and they ended up crossing paths to really hardworking people, uh, that really, You know laid their lives on the line to continue to move up the ladder and continue to move through life and they've given me a chance uh to live a very you know privileged life in a sense of i get to pursue what i wanted to do uh they might not have had those opportunities uh so my mom and dad um they can kind of live vicariously kind of through what i'm doing and it's a really great job because you know you know they they put everything uh you know through their young adult years to to keep moving forward and to keep pushing through, you know, life's up and ups and downs. Without that support system, I wouldn't be here uh, where I am now. Uh, and then to kind of talk about my grandparents, uh, my grandma, my mom's mom, Grandma Bev, love you. Uh, she's always supportive. She's always asking when I'm calling games. She'll always watch. Uh, you mentioned me being a big fan. She might even be a bigger fan than I am, or just right <laughs> next to me, kind of adjacent to me in terms of fandom. Uh, you know, she's always involved. Um, and then my grandpa Lenny, my mom's dad, uh, he was the guy I wasn't really interested in sports when I was very early, you know, in my life, but he was the one that kind of introduced me to stats. And we talked about that. Like, I kind of like to collect stats and stuff yeah. like that, get some pregame stuff going. And he was the guy that kind of framed it for me that way. Um, and he was the guy that kind of showed me, uh, you know, where I wanted to go. And I always think about him, uh, whenever I'm calling a game, uh, it's always a great time. And then, you know, for my dad's parents, um, My my papa, I mean, I call him that uh, my grandpa on my dad's side. uh, He was the guy that was always involved with my dad. And, you know, same thing with my grandma. Um, They're always supportive. They were supportive of my dad when he played uh, goalie. Uh, I did not follow in his footsteps. I certainly enjoyed skating, but I chose football instead.
1: (laughs) I'll tell you what, you're too smart to be a goalie. (laughs) Those
0: guys are crazy. (laughs) I have to agree. Um, But yeah, I mean, they, they knew how to support someone that was in hockey and they continue to do that. Uh, you know even when it's their grandchildren um, so and there's you know maybe some people in my extended family that I'm forgetting but you know that core that support system it, it wouldn't allow me to kind of be where I am right now without those people um, and you know you've mentioned uh, talking with my mom and dad and you know being with them and you know my parents just always have great words for you I remember when my mom first met you uh, I think it was before the Chicago trip, Yeah, if I want to I recall correctly. <laughs> yep. She was a little bit hesitant. I'd missed like a day of school or something like that. Yep. <laughs> and after talking with you, she was very, you know, more than welcome, uh, letting me go with the team. Um, and, you know, putting that trust in me, putting that trust in you and Katie and all the guys is really important. And, you know, once again, I wouldn't be where I am right now without my, without my family.
1: Yeah, well, you are definitely a, a part of of our family as well. I hope you know that, and yeah. um, the family behind you supports you and does an unbelievable job. I hope your parents still come around the rink even oh, when yeah. you have gone. Um, truly, as a as a coach and a general manager, um, and I know that uh, you know Jim Mitchell, our assistant GM, being a parent to people on our team as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we we can honestly say that we have replaced all stars at forward, at goalie, at defense. Um, it's going to be awful hard to replace you, dude, and you're going to be missed tremendously next year. I hope you know that. Oh,
0: thank you so much. And I don't know if it was you or if it was Jim that did this, but putting my name on the roster sheet. That was Jim, but you
1: absolutely deserve to be recognized every game. I hope you know that. (laughs) Thank
0: you so much, Jim. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, hearing stuff from him, uh, you know, listening to him uh, compliment me for a guy that may not be here all the time just because, you know, he's back at Ohio doing stuff, uh, having him around uh, at the arena and talking with him is always a great time. Uh, You know, not only with you and your coaching staff with guys like Tommy Zeris and Ryan Davis, but also talking with Mitchell. uh, It also adds on top of the players, too. Um, And I guess that kind of leads into another part, too. I talked about the gratification from players. I think probably one of the best parts of the job is, you know, talking with moms and dads, like parents of players. Um, It it gives me, you know, such a purpose uh, from what I'm doing. Like recently, I talked with uh, Spencer Linton Smith's mom. So sweet. And it was just so nice to talk with her. And I've had so many interactions with parents. Uh, so if you recognize me out there, and if you're around in Hudson, be sure to you know, you know, say hi to me. Uh, I would love to talk with you.
1: Well, it it it's so true. I I think uh, you know you said I may not always be able to around be around them, but they connect with you through the stories you tell mm-hmm. and, and the way you call the games and the stories you share on the podcast. Um, I had an opposing coach uh, a week or two ago. Go, oh, I didn't know you had a podcast. I listened to him. He goes, it's pretty good. He goes, who who's the guy uh, that you that you do it with? And I said. That's the guy that's our, our color for the game. He the senior in high school. He goes, That kid? He's like, Are you serious? <laughs> I said, he's like, He sounds like he's done this for twenty years. I said, Dude, you ain't telling you ain't gotta tell me. I know. Yeah. Oh man. So um, you've been a blessing to have for us. Our program is forever in debt to you and your family. I hope you know that. Um, guys, this player profile was presented by pathway preclinical series. Um, Mm. Brian Mose, it's been fantastic to have you on any last words. Yeah. I want to talk
0: with you about something. Uh, so I mentioned that, you know, if, if you would have told me that I was doing hockey, I wouldn't have believed you. Yep. Uh, do you want to, did I ever tell you what my prep was the day of, I can't remember what game it was, who we played, uh, but my prep, uh, the day of like my first ever game doing it. Uh, I just threw on like, I think it was like NHL 20 or NHL 19 or something like that. I didn't have like really any experience with hockey and I just kind of winged it. Um,
1: and my mom, I think, kind of asked me, what do you know about hockey? And I was like, <laughs> I know enough. <laughs> well, honestly, like one of the things that's so cool, man, is like, you're like, well, what do you want me to say? What do you want me to do? I said, you do your thing. And uh, I think that's what's so cool is like, this is, this is your baby. Um, I've been able to be fortunate to be able to have my hands on this from day one and build the groundwork. Um, I've done a great job at kind of doing what we're supposed to do and you've mm-hmm. done an unbelievable job at doing what you're supposed oh, to do. Thank you. I've still got a lot a lot of work left and so of the guys um, But you are a guy that truly preparation detail consistency is our motto. You are an example of that um, We're gonna speak to you the same way we speak of the do six the skinners um, the Moy offers all those guys the lambs that have left prior um, the Ambrose is cool losses. I've got too many great ones. Yeah, <laughs> I hate that I'm missing guys, but we're going to speak you just like those pillars and the guys that moved on and carried the torch. I hope you know that. And again, I just I, I just can't stress to you enough how forever in debt we are to you. It's been amazing to work with you, man.
0: It's been amazing to work with you, too. Um, you know, whatever I bring, you know, to the table or something that I want to change, uh, like a couple of things that I changed from last year to this year, you've always been on board with it. Uh, you know whether that be you know like spotter charts or whatever for the stats that I like to collect or whatever or wanting to add in something different um, the the nice I think dynamic that I have not only with you but with the rest of the program has been super beneficial for me uh, being able to do you know what I want to you know giving me long enough of a leash to kind of you know do what I want to do um, but also you know do something that is beneficial for the program and that's also you know this too doing this for the first time this year. Um, so I really appreciate you taking me on, taking a risk on a kid, uh, that if I remember
1: correctly, you haven't, you didn't hear any of my material before, uh, I started this job. I had not No, Ken, uh, <laughs> Ken said, Hey, I've got a guy that you're going to be extremely happy with. Ken is a guy that I had met prior and, um, honestly trusted and was an extremely, uh, big supporter of me in year one. And he yeah. knew we needed, uh, to really get this thing rolling in a good direction and knew that you'd be a, a catalyst for that. And he, he couldn't have been more correct
0: yeah i i mean and not only thanks to ken conan but also uh our producer here john Wecken, for also taking me on early on uh charles bublet's the guy that i do soccer with uh and then even further back uh guys like aaron Moen and uh the person that i asked you to start all of it uh miss laura blinkman who used to work at uh, the hudson high school the person that i asked to start you know for any help uh you know anywhere down the line I- i'm so grateful for anybody you know taking a chance on me um and it might be a little bit of luck but uh, the continued uh work that i like to try and pride myself on to continue to get you know spurts of good luck is really important for me uh, and i'm just so happy that these past you know three years or so have transpired in the way
1: that they have uh, you've been amazing <laughs> yeah exactly i don't even think you need luck i think you work uh, just hard enough to kind of create your own
0: oh thank you so much
1: and that concludes our player profile with brian mose We'll be back here in just a second, looking forward to what's coming up.
0: To check out any and all information regarding the Hudson Havoc, check out our website at HudsonHavoc.com and all social media. That includes Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Check out the upcoming home games for the Hudson Havoc at historic Gornick Arena and Drewski Arena on Saturday, February 13th, and Tuesday, February 16th. Puck drop at 7 p.m. and noon as they face off against the Minnesota Blue Ox and Steel County Blades. Tickets are $12 at the gate, and kids 10 and under get in for free. Back here with more of the Hudson Havoc podcast. Thank you so much for having me on, Coach. A little bit of a different kind of curveball, at least in terms of what we've usually been doing, but I'm so happy uh, that uh, you, get, you got to talk with me, uh,
1: and it was really fun to kind of be the interviewee. <laughs> Uh, you deserve that recognition always i I just wanted everyone to get an opportunity to really meet you and to really know who you are they hear your voice um they deserve to kind of know what's going on i mean you're a fans um they love you man and i think it was really cool for them to to kind of know you and find out some things i know i learned a little bit about you that i didn't know um so it's gonna be fantastic once we get this out
0: yeah thank you so much uh really happy
1: or really excited
0: to get this published here uh, and speaking of being really excited, a huge slate of games coming up here. Six games in eight days. It'll be a little bit different uh, when this episode gets released here, um, but a really huge kind of crunch here uh, during the season. Got some big games coming up here against the Minnesota Blue Ox and the Blades the following uh, week, and then I think a little bit before this one will get published. It'll be a game against the Vipers uh, at home here. Uh, really, really big slate of games against uh, some guys. Uh, I mean, for sure, at least tomorrow, the Vipers game, uh, you know, one thing that I think about at least is, you know, a kid like Marcus Dempwolf. I mean, the Vipers can definitely score. They've kept up with you guys yeah. uh, before. And then, you know, the Blue Ox, and we can talk about that more often. But uh, some, some very interesting games here coming up in the next uh, eight days or so. And then you got, I think, like three in the next five the following week. So huge, huge crunch in the season
1: massive um (laughs) so much hockey so quick i'm just excited for it like it's one of these things where it's kind of set up like a pro-like schedule you play a few games back to back you get a day to kind of rest and recover you go back to war um man it's gonna be so much fun our guys are prepared for this our guys are ready um it's kind of like that final stretch here of the regular season we're battling and jockeying for position mm-hmm. um to go on and to be able to win a division title um and have some home ice there for the playoffs and that's something that we're really kind of focusing on and have our heads door or our heads down and really really working towards um so that's kind of our focus right now and what i think is so cool is like you go to sleep you wake up you play a game you go to sleep you wake up you play a game and it's just continue to repeat like um as a young kid and a guy that's kind of in you know tip-top shape what more could you ask for as a yeah. hockey player like you're getting to play hockey every day and especially in a time in the world where that's not always guaranteed all the time mm-hmm. um extremely cool so we have a lot of opportunity here for guys to be seen a lot of opportunity for guys to get commitments a lot of opportunity uh, for guys to play themselves to the next level so i mean truly i just i can't say it again like what more could you ask for yeah
0: well, I mean, what are the preparations like uh, heading up to a season here where you're not going to have that many practices, you know, throughout this stint of games? Usually you got, you know, two per week. You yeah. can kind of tweak things if you want to, you know, kind of riding along with a really tight schedule. Uh, what are those preparations like uh, leading up to, uh, you know, this game on Thursday with the Vipers and then that starts a 6
1: of 8? Yeah, I mean, this started in, uh, in what was it, September? Yeah, that's that's the preparations. We we've been working towards this for a long, long time. This has kind of been our focus, our goal, our mission. Um and that's never changed. Our same goal on day one is our same goal now. Um and that's to show up anywhere we're at, any time, any place and be ready to go and one team's gotta win, one team's gotta lose. Uh, We want to make sure we're the team that's on the right side of things. So, I mean, as far as preparing, you just make sure the details are tight. Uh, You really, really do rely a ton on your veteran leadership that's been here before and been through the wars and been through the trenches of playoffs and all that. Um, And then you kind of hope that uh, what you've taught your new guys have come in really translate, and I feel very comfortable and confident as a coach and GM that can say, like, hey, it has. Um, so it's going to be an opportunity for the older guys to really step up as leaders for younger guys to step up and carry the torch and know that they're next and learn how to do this um, so they can pass on to the next group. So it's uh, it's exciting. We right now are battling in the present. We're building for the future and we're hoping uh, for the absolute best.
0: And, uh, I mean, I definitely agree with all that you said, and, you know, it's a different time of season, but, you know, those preparations, the the uh, groundwork is already laid earlier on. Yep. Um, and I don't know how much you want to preview uh, certain games upcoming here, but, you know, a game right before Valentine's Day, a couple of rivals, I'm sure, no love lost. Uh, two teams battling for position right now with the Blue Ox, and then not too long after that, Steel County Blades, who are in a similar position. Uh, you know, really important here. There are always points on the table every night, uh, but a couple of huge games here coming up. Uh, against some really formidable squads in the Blue Ox and Blades
1: massive yeah. I mean l- look at the schedule here I mean you've got the Vipers on Thursday you got the Moose on Friday you got the Ox on Saturday Rum River on Monday Steele County on Tuesday there then you got the Mullets on Thursday and then you finally get a second to breathe <laughs> um, and by a second to breathe I don't mean that you're playing anyone there I mean we get a day off finally <laughs> uh, to let the guys kind of rest and relax so um, that, that's going to be exciting to see how guys respond. We have to have a very, very short memory. There is no high. There is no low. We've truly just got to trust that the pace at which we play and the which we think is just going to be kind of riding and cruising along throughout this uh, next few days. And, and we've kind of proven this before. We've played four games in four days with showcase settings and yeah. styles. Um, we've gone the distance in playoff series before and done the three and three. So um, this is just going to be another notch on our belt and find ways to win and another opportunity for us to sharpen our axe for when we get to the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I would definitely agree with that. Um, You know, kind of heading down uh, the stretch here, these games, very, very important. Uh, And you mentioned showcases uh, for Hudson, definitely something that uh, not averse to. I would definitely, you know, commend the team's performances, you know, during showcase games. Um, I mean, I'm assuming pretty much... I wouldn't say the same feel but a very similar feel you're obviously traveling from different locations to different locations uh but you know Hudson havoc and showcases that reminds me of names like jimmy Tuck and you know, Jim out. Out. <laughs> you know guys going all out you uh, know guys going all out a huge stretch of games here like i mentioned here uh many many times and i think in a division like this and we mentioned this the past couple episodes i would contest this division along with the great lakes you know are probably the two toughest divisions and maybe the midwest west is probably the toughest uh, in the USPHL, I mean, the absolute grind of a season is amplified when you got 6 of 8 and what I would say is the best division in the USPHL Premier
1: League. Said it again. I've said it before, um, and I'll continue to say it. Like, if you can win this division, you can win a national title, yeah. 100%. Um, the rigors, day in and day out, it, it's it's too hard. It's too tough. It prepares you for when you get there. Like, you are battle-tested. You are tried. You are true. You are truly ready.
0: Yeah, I mean, and I mean, we've definitely uh, kind of labored
1: on the points extensively here in this episode. Anything else you want to hit on here that I might have missed? A lot of hockey coming up quick. Extremely excited about it. Um, we've got some guys that just committed to college that I couldn't yeah. be more happy about, and that's kind of what we're supposed to be doing here as a community, as a program. So I'm so pumped and so excited for them. Four more years of hockey um, attached with an education. I- I'm truly so excited. that That is what is it is all about for me. Um, we've got a few guys that are um, coming back and kind of getting in the lineup. We got a, a few new guys and new faces in as well. Um, and a lot of hockey coming up here at the uh, Hudson Sports and Civic Center. Please come check us out.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah. I mean, a uh, couple of huge stints of games here. Uh, really excited. Uh, thank you so much to our sponsor again uh, for this Hudson Havoc podcast, Brett. You want to hype them up a little bit more here?
1: Yeah. Uh, Pathway Preclinical Services. We got to thank you guys so much for you guys are our presenting sponsor for the last few podcasts have been unbelievable. Um, guys, Pathway Preclinical Services is a premier provider of preclinical services for medical devices and biotherapeutic companies with world-class technical expertise and a full range of services, including disease models. Pathway will partner with you to make your preclinical research successful and support you every step of the way from concept to commercialization. Make Pathway your trusted preclinical CRO partner.
0: Yeah, thank you so much to Pathway Preclinical Services. You've mentioned it a few times, but really great to have Uh, sponsors on board here. So we want to thank them for uh, presenting this episode of the Hudson Havoc podcast.
1: Yep. And Brian, thanks for being our, uh, our host, our (laughs) guest. Um, And tonight's kind of entertainment. This one is going to be awesome. Uh, John, I can't wait to see the views and hits that this one gets. I think it's going to be through the roof. I'd certainly hope so, too. Really happy to get this one uh, out there.
0: Coach, have a great rest of your Wednesday night. Uh, I'll see you tomorrow, at least uh, while this is being recorded. Uh, upcoming here after the podcast will be Blue Ox game, or game against the Blue Ox and the Steel County Blades. Be sure to head over uh, to the Hudson Sports and Civic Center if you can. Uh, should be some great games on tap. Yep, I'm excited for tomorrow's noon puck drop, uh, Dance of the Drew. All right. So for head coach, Brett Wall, for my producer, John Wecken, thank you so much for listening to the Hudson Havoc podcast here from Locust Street Studio. Good night, everybody.